The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Guys, Ralph Marlboro here. You know... I take my flavored whiskey very seriously and would never steer you wrong. I want to tell you about Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is a strawberry flavored whiskey blended with aged wheat whiskey, American light whiskey, fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's 86 proof. Blended and bottled in New Orleans, Louisiana at the Porch Jam Distillery. Hardhide Strawberry Whiskey is not for the thin-skinned. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is supporting Saints Happy Hour all football season. So support the people who support the show. Grab a bottle of Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey today. You can pick up a bottle wherever fine spirits are sold in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. To learn more and to find a location to get a bottle near you, go to hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. That's hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. Oh, goodness, that's the breaking news sign. Haven't had that one in a while, Andrew. As always, breaking news is brought to you by Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Well, Andrew, the Saints got their guy. Adam Schefter of ESPN is reporting that the Saints will hire San Francisco 49ers passing game coordinator Clint Kubiak as their next offensive coordinator. Uh, It's kind of been a long and winding road. I want you to give this people, before we get to your opinion of the hire, the people a little peek behind the scenes early in this week it was getting dark around here like the choices were narrowing it felt like they were the saints were kind of groping around dark and it was looking like oh they're not going to get anybody they want clint kubiak's going to go to washington getsy go to vegas oh we're going to be left with the dregs um but in the end it kind of the sources, not the sources, but the, the rumors and all were all over the place. And in the end, the Saints get their guy. Well, I mean, it's it sounds like from Schefter's report uh, that, you know, obviously they can't sign him until after the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. So, you know, there, there's a report out there now that they intend to sign him, that he uh, that he they're set to. I don't know. The language is interesting because it doesn't say like Kubiak has officially agreed to it. You know, it says like he can't until after the Super Bowl. So. But it certainly implies that it's headed in that direction. So, yeah, you know, like I shared this on Discord and, you know, over the last, let's call it 72 hours, there's been a lot of like conflicting reports. And these are from sources that like pretty much always get it right. And most of the time when one tells me I check with another and they're either like, let me check and then they confirm or they're like, yeah, I've definitely heard that. So you know, typically, you know, they, they, they square with each other. And this week is interesting. I think it's just because things are moving so fast and things are trending in one direction and then, mm-hmm. you know, quickly yep. pivots. And I think what happens is, you know, 
a team is down two coaches and it's trending in one direction, but then, you know, the owner changes his mind at the last second or whatever, and then they hire another guy. And then there's a whole domino effect of, okay, now they're going with this coach. This guy likes this other OC. So now the OC that was going to go there is now going somewhere else. And then the guy they were going to get goes somewhere else. So there's just a cascading effect. That's a reality. The other thing is, so many of these people are in Mobile at the same time. So they're all talking to each <laughs> other. Right. And like, and so it's just one of those things where I think you catch glimpses of data that was accurate two hours ago. And then the game of telephone goes from there. And then, but that was two hours ago and things have changed since. So yeah. I think it's just like, I've learned now, this was a reminder that this time of year, you know, just how fluid everything is. Like it well, really is crazy. It is. And, and, you know, Nick Underhill mentioned it yesterday on Twitter. He was like, Cliff Kingsbury going to the Raiders is a really positive thing for the Saints. And people kind of were like, what? And he's like, yeah, because Cliff Kingsbury, he wasn't on the Saints. He wasn't on their list. So like a job getting filled by a, by a, a person with a person that Saints aren't interested in is good for them. And that was kind of a surprise. People were like, oh, Clint. Cliff Kingsbury's going to the Raiders. That's interesting. And then we have reports of Chip Kelly. So it kind of, it was looking really bleak on like Tuesday for the Saints. But then sort of the clouds opened up and parted and they've got, they've got Kubiak. Um, yeah. So my, my, my understanding is that Kubiak, and look, I'm sure a lot of people have opinions about whether he's great or not. Obviously he comes from the Shanahan tree. He has experience. So in, in some ways, there's a lot to like, right? But but yeah. you never know. Uh, I do know he was the Saints' first choice. And so for them to get their first choice is obviously huge. But for a while there, the the understanding that I got was that Quinn was getting the job in Washington. And that was understood. And the assumption all along was that Quinn was bringing Kubiak with him. And so if the Saints were going to lose out on him, then their next bet was Getsy. So Getsy was kind of mm-hmm. assuming after that second interview that he was going to get the Saints job. And I think he was very disappointed not to get offered the job after his second interview. And so then it started to trend like he was going to go to the Raiders. And so I think the concern here was that the Saints were going to lose out on Kubiak, mm-hmm. who was a, you know waiting for the Super Bowl to end, that he was going to go to Washington and then they were also going to lose out on Getzey, who was going to go to the Raiders. And then that would leave them, you know, possibly. I mean, if Eric Bieniemy gets fired <laughs> by Washington, maybe that would have been an option. Or, yeah. you know, they could have gotten Ronald Curry. And, and, and I got to say, like, for me, Curry would have been the worst case scenario. Not because I know for a fact he wouldn't have been any good. He might have been fine. He might have been good. But... I just think that's that would have been the hardest thing to sell to the fan base that you didn't turn to this guy at any point over the last two years when things have kind of been that's very right. up and down, including at the beginning of this past season where things were really bad and everyone was begging for Pete Carmichael to be fired. You didn't turn to him then. So it would have just felt like he was the Saints' third or fourth choice. Yeah. And, then, and then you kind of start to question like, well, should we have never fired Pete Carmichael to begin with? Yeah, and 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 listen, I think I think the problem for Curry was there's just this need among fans when you there's just a need to close the book on the Sean Payton offense. Like it just don't have Drew 
And this does that. Like the 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 Shanahan McVay offense, it ain't the Peyton offense. And it, and we just, I think we just wanted the book closed for good or bad or whatever. And if they'd have elevated Curry, it, you know, they'd have spun it however they wanted to spin it, right? But it would have been like, okay, they're just gonna try to fix the run game. It's gonna be the Sean, same Sean Payton kind of thing. And I I think this is this is for the this is for the best. I don't think it moves the needle for season ticket renewals. I was telling you that. But the thing is now, Andrew, uh, before we get to I, I we're not gonna break down the Kubik offense in great detail on this we'll do that in the main show next week and all that but before we get to that like this to me dennis allen my man you're out of excuses you got your quarterback and you got your offensive coordinator that you wanted your number one choice and i bet you andrew i bet you they opened the checkbook to make this happen like kubiak he could have waited because said hey i'm not going to do nothing until after the super bowl you know we'll see i bet you the saints open the checkbook i would venture to i would venture to guess he's like a top five paid offensive coordinator now so my point is dennis allen he's completely out of excuses like i don't want to hear it like you got your quarterback you got your offensive coordinator you're done get me to the playoffs or get out of here yeah well i'm just relieved look i again i don't know how it's going to go with kubiak but i'm just glad they got their first choice you know and, mm-hmm. and we can question whether that was and again like i'm still a little guarded just because until the Super Bowl is over, he can't sign. So until he signs, you know, there's still, you know, we, we've, we've rarely, but sometimes had reports like this come out and then at 180s and they don't have their guys. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Saints are starting to feel pressure and they put the squeeze on Kubiak and probably, you know, they got some, you know, mm-hmm. back, back channel agreement. But I'm glad they got their guy. And yeah, I mean, I'm with you. There's no excuses. Look, it's almost impossible in my mind that the run game will get worse. I just, I can't see a scenario (laughs) where it gets worse. And in fact, like, it'll be interesting to see what Kubiak can do with Taysom Hill. You know, I think in some ways uh, it'll open up some things. So I'm excited to see where the run game goes. Um, You know, the offense was eighth in scoring this past year in the league. And yeah, you know, look, they played some bad defenses. They got a lot of turnovers, um, so, I mean, I, I think you can, you know, they had a couple games like Atlanta where they scored 48. So you can, you can explain it away, but the bottom line is like this offense. Yeah. It wasn't great running the ball, but it put up points. So yeah. it's not like he's walking into a situation where they were just completely dysfunctional. And I think the big question is just, you know, Derek Carr played really well to finish the season. And the hope is that he can pick up where he left off, but now, He's got to learn a brand new offense, and traditionally, Carr in year one has has struggled to pick up things. So, you know that there. So there, I think there's a, a give and take there, and you just got to hope that you know, they hire the right guy and they can accelerate being successful. Yeah, my final my final thing before we get out of here is, as I said all along, I said, listen, I'm I'm jokes. I know Saints history. I'm not gonna pretend to know schemes and offenses and all that. I know the Saints stuff, and I know X's and O's, but it doesn't really interest me that much. Um, So I didn't pretend to know. My only thing was not John Gruden. I don't want Gruden. And they checked that box. (laughs) And, And my other requirement was, don't give me a really old retread offensive coordinator where this could potentially be his final job 
right? I didn't want that. I didn't want like 20, I didn't want like 2012 or 2016 North Turner with the Panthers. Like I didn't want that. Clint Kubiak, like, is he going to be good? Is he going to be that? I don't know. But I know this, that dude's super ambitious. His dad was a head coach. You know, he wants to be a head coach. And so that's the kind of guy that I wanted. So they did everything that I wanted. Will it work out? I don't know. We'll see. But well, you know, it's an interesting question, Ralph. Is does he vault to the top of the list if things go bad at the beginning of the year? Ooh. Does he vault to the top candidate for interim head coach if if uh, Da was fired mid season? And um, and then and then you know if they do well, it's like would he try to you know parlay that into an Antonio Pierce where you know either he stays with the Saints right. or he goes somewhere else you know and 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 he parlays that into a head coaching job somewhere else so. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot at stake for Kubiak uh, now that he's got an opportunity to call plays. I do like that, you know, they get a young offensive mind in, in the building and it's going to be different and, um, you know, it's going to be new energy, new blood. But, you know, I, I think the play calling will be pretty good because he has experience with it. Mm-hmm. And I think the scheme will be modern. Uh, obviously, yeah, like he'll have to connect with the players. It'll have to gel. They'll have to buy. He'll have to get them to buy in, and you know the execution will have to be there. So, you know that's part of it. But I think so much of that job, Ralph is like it's it's never going to go perfect. There's going to be problems, and if anything, I would say that while Pete Carmichael fixed a lot of that stuff, like they fixed the protection, they fixed the sack issue. Um, they never really fixed the run game, but like yeah. they. They fixed the red zone. So, you know, some of the issues that they had, eventually they fixed them. Unfortunately, they fixed them too late. And so I think the big thing for offense is you're going to get injuries. You're going to get, you know, personnel where like someone like Ramchek falls off a cliff or someone like Penning, you thought you could count them on me, you really can't. So then there's these things where you have to adjust. And the, the teams that adjust the quickest and fix the problems the soonest you know, tend to be the ones that have success. So, you know, that, that's really, that that's the question I can't answer. How good is this guy at problem solving? Oh, that's right. How quick can he, you know, fix the errors and, and improve from week to week? And, you know, that's what it's going to be all about. Yeah, and it's, it's also too, like, offensive coordinator, it's strategy, it's play calling, it's scheme, but there's also just like, there's, you know, there's an art to it to just, you're in the game and you got your, your, your Denny's menu in front of you and you can understand how the game is going, what's happening in front of you and how you need to call the game to win the game. And Sean Payton was a master at that. He would always say, we're not going to let it become this type of game or after the game, he would say it was this type of game and we needed to do that. And he could always sort of explain his decision-making that sort of way, but it was just, he not even that he would explain it, just sort of have a feel for how to do it. And it'll be interesting. We'll, we'll get a sense of if he's really good at that, because I thought besides, like Pete did a lot of good things, but besides like the failing of the run game, I always felt like Pete struggled in the game to call plays in a sort of organized feel. Like he was 
doing this to set up that. Like it almost felt like he was just he was just picking a play and running it, hoping it worked, picking a play, hoping it worked. Whereas like with Sean Payton, you you always got the sense of he was doing things to set up things later. And it'll be inter- it'll be interesting to see how good of a play caller Kubiak is in the game, not just game plan, scheme, problem solving. I think you make great points there. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a good point. I mean we'll we'll see what Kubiak looks like. Um, you know, again for me the biggest thing is you're getting a guy that right. that is you can sell to the fan base. I think it's going to be pretty easy out of the gate for people to get on board with this. Obviously, there's a lot to like with the Shanahan tree, with his experience. You know, his dad was a head coach. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so there there's a lot to draw from there. Um, but, you know, and, and also, like, look, th- we talked about this. This is a tough job. You know, there, there's reasons why coaches aren't, don't find New Orleans as a city maybe that, that appealing. I mean, that, look, they have families. They, I mean, that, that's a thing you have to consider. You know, that's part mm-hmm. of it. Um, you know, DA is on the hot seat. So, like, you know, if you start the year 0 and 4, 0 and 5, like, he might be getting fired. So you're not going into the most stable coaching situation and like car like i don't know how appealing that is to most yeah. guys y'all like you know I, I mean i think there's some offensive coordinators that maybe look at a guy who's worse like a justin fields and, and say mm-hmm. i can fix him or you know I, I can find a way in some ways like i wonder if you know car is is a detriment in terms of who would want to come yeah. so I, anyway i think there's a lot of things about the reality of this job. Like, I just don't think it's that attractive compared to others. Yeah. And if New Orleans was able to go out and get their guy, like that's a really big deal. I Again, think- I don't know how it's going to work out, but anytime you get your first choice, that's a relief because I'm telling you, Ralph, the second that Pete Carmichael was fired, my fear was we're going to have to go way down the list to get, you know, to get the guy. Yeah, and, and you know, I, like I said, I I I would be willing to bet that Gail opened the checkbook. And listen, for all the struggles, for all the the issues that and and not being with Carr, and he he may be the interim guy if it goes bad. There is the flip side to this. We just saw Dave Canales, Tampa Bay. Their offense was twentieth. Baker was pretty good. They went nine and eight, one game better than last year, and he parlayed that into a head coaching job. There is a scenario where, like, it breaks really right, and in January, me and you are fretting. We're like, "Oh my god, Clint Kubiak just got the jet job!" You know what? And and, and the offense, they had the fifth best running game. How's Da going to keep that momentum going? Because they don't have anybody on the staff that Clint Kubiak brought with them. Oh my god! And we're in this panic because the Saints' offense was really good. So you know, it, there is potential for a very fast track because, like you've you've said it, NFL owners they want offensive coordinators to be their head coach. So um, yeah, but I mean, well, that that's that's been a narrative. But is that is that actually true? It's interesting. Not like I, not, this not cycle, I, not I have cycle, been no. very surprised about this cycle about how many defensive guys Scott John, have been yeah. hired, and and if anything, the the offensive guys, the movement's been at OC, not at head that's coach. Right. Um, so it's been interesting how that's developed this year. So yeah, but uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, obviously, the Saints might be shopping next offseason mm-hmm. for a new head coach, uh, or if not, this was a great hire. 
And I mean, look, I, depending on how you want to look at it, I think some, a lot of people say the best case scenario is Dennis Allen is out. Um, <laughs> and, and, and honestly, like on some level, I hear that because I'm not a believer in Dennis Allen either. Like I, I just don't think he's head coaching material, mm-hmm. but, but look, I mean, I, I want to see the Saints win, you know, in spite yeah. of Dennis Allen, if, if necessary. So, you know, the best case scenario is that we have a great year and, you know, the Saints are shopping for another OC next offseason because Kubiak's getting a head coaching job. Yeah. And, you know, so we'll we'll see. I mean, it's it's a good thing. And listen, we haven't had a breaking news podcast in a while. So I was I was happy to fire up. <laughs> I was happy to fire off the siren, Andrew. Um, but I want to tell people that. Please support Saints Happy Hour. We have 300 and some odd people that support the show, uh, and it allows us to grow and do fun stuff. Uh, We appreciate them, but you should join us. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com, subscribe, become a patron, get breaking news podcasts in your RSS feed first. No commercials. You should do it. So just saying, uh, support the show. So thanks, guys, for joining us. For Andrew, I'm Ralph. Until next time, the bar is closed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.